Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Keep the change of filthy animals. Yo, 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 ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Hello, Steve-O Podcast. It's good to be back. It's just me today. And um, as I'm talking to you, I'm looking out the window, and I am looking at um, builders who are still doing the extension across the road from us. I mean, this is the longest extension of all time, and interestingly, for some reason, it's taken them this long to get to finish the bloody house across the way i mean it's, it's seven or eight months they've been doing this thing and all of a sudden all the work has started now i don't get it i just don't get it but anyway you're welcome to a special episode so i should mention that i am also on instagram live for this episode just because it's not because everybody's doing it i suppose it is but i don't know it, may, it might just give some interaction um while i'm on uh recording this it might give some interaction for this episode which is going to be good lols. I mean, the sun is out there. It's absolutely gorgeous. The seagulls, i just seen a seagull uh, flying by there. I was about to say swimming by. But I just saw a seagull flying by there, and uh, I think that there is um, definitely less seagulls around Dublin, which is great. Don't have to deal with their bleeding attitude going round, you know, going, yeah, yeah, give us a bit of that, will you? Give us a bit of that, will you? No, we don't have to. I, I think there is less of them around because there's less people around. Therefore, there is less bread around. I tell you what, this is true. Went out for a run the other day. I was three three minutes, I reckon, max three minutes into the run and uh, ran past the end of someone's house and a loaf of bread, all in its different parts, came flying past my head out of someone's back garden. That's the fucking kind of area that I live in. We've got a, a, a seagull problem in this city, and people are just... That's that's why, because people are just throwing loaves of bread out over bloody walls. I'm running, getting hit in the head with, with loaves of bread, like... It's nuts. Um, but anyway, there's less of that going on, because everybody's trying to save the bread. Don't want to be wasting the bread, you know, man? No, man, I don't know why I'm talking in this voice all of a sudden, you know, but I just love it. It's, it's like Robbie Keane, you know. Now, if you're listening from another country, if you're listening from the United States of America, you might not get this voice, what it is exactly, you know what I mean? But this is Robbie Keane, Ireland's top goal scorer uh, in the football team. And uh, yeah, he just used to love to talk like that, you know. Whoa, 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 whoa. 
but somewhere in my head that is how seagulls also speak so um there you go oh we've got some comments coming in we've got a uh, irish katie has joined and Stacy, Stacy Lotzi. <laughs> that wasn't Stacy. So I can't, I can't be giving away names and all that. But that was not me neighbor throwing. That wasn't you, Stacy, throwing the the bread over the wall. That was um, it was down the end of the road. I swear to God, nearly took the head off me. Nearly took the head off me. But at least there's less seagulls around. That's the main thing. Um, yo, Irish Katie, how you doing? And yo to Betsy, all the way from Las Vegas, Nevada. Um. She says, it looks like I'm creating a beautiful mind with the the background. Again, if you're listening on the podcast, you're not going to be able to hear this. But um, um, yeah, there's basically loads of post-its on the wall behind me, which are just kind of ideas and thoughts, uh, a lot of which probably will never make it to the stage. A lot of some some of them have made to the stage. Um, but I did find one the other day where I went, what the fuck was I thinking there? But where is it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this There's a post-it up there that says abortion plus plus pruning. So, I don't know what I was thinking there, but I wrote it down. <laughs> I think, anyway, I'm not getting into that. I'm not getting into the thoughts of that. I'm not going to say that publicly, what I thought there about abortion and pruning. I'm just going to move on. So, the routine has changed, as it has for a lot of people. Um, and uh, the routine in our house has been quite, it's, it's been quite positive. It's been quite good. Um we actually, I realised that my neighbour's watching this and she could, you'll probably look out your window and see, no, you're not looking out. You can probably see my legs out in the bed here. <laughs> but how are you to my neighbours? And uh, so routine has changed. That's that's fair enough. It's um, it's just the way the world is at the moment. And I think the last couple of days, last weekend, I haven't been online a lot. I haven't been chatting to you a lot. But that's because, genuinely, I had a couple of days of the weekend where I was just like, I was just eating a lot of Jaffa cakes um, <laughs> and not doing much else. But thanks to my amazing girlfriend, she's definitely the one who's kind of the leader when it comes to all things in the home and family wise, because I'm not I'm not a great I'll be honest. With you, I'm not a great leader on that stuff. But she's like, we got to get some routine going. We got to do bits and pieces. We got to do stuff together. And um, she's extremely creative with all that stuff. I get too much bogged down into a hole of, you know, of YouTube or the internet. I've been off social media a little bit. I'm just trying to, you know, calm down in my head a little bit and get a bit of routine going. And the last couple of days have been great. So what we've done the last couple of days is we live very close to a big park. And, and it's uh, it's great. It's, uh, it's like, I think it's the biggest park, indoor, indoor, it's not indoor. What are you talking about, you clown? It's the biggest inner city park in the world, as far as I'm sure, or in Europe, sorry, I think, because it's huge, it's massive, and it's the Phoenix Park, so if you're listening from the US, uh, the Phoenix Park is kind of an inner city park that we have here, it's huge, it has a zoo in there, Uh, the president lives there, there's loads of wild deer uh, flying around there, they're not flying, they're running around, and there's loads of deer poo. And so we go there early every morning, respecting the social distancing. And we, the reason we go early is because you're, you're not going to bump into that many people. And my amazing girlfriend has came up with an exercise routine because while I was quite fit back in the day, it was a football kind of fit. Um, yeah, it's just behind my house. I don't know. Oh, hello, Miss Keating. How are you? 
I'd love to have her on the podcast. Alison, I'd love to have you in the podcast one day. She's like a psychologist and a relationship psychologist and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, we had great crack, a few pints around the Christmas period and a few jokes. Um, so Alison's great crack. Hi. Um, anyway, I was saying my girlfriend has been amazing at putting the routine together. And she was back in the day much fitter than I am in, in a different way because I was like football fit so I could play football till the cows come home but you know she's got all she did a bit of crossfit and she was just mad into her health and fitness for years in a way that I haven't been since I kind of stopped playing football let's be honest about it um, and so she she organised like an exercise routine which is um, I'm not going to lie to you today was a bit better but yesterday I was very close to puking. Like, I was, like, rolling around on the grass going... <sighs> um, yeah, it was not good. And this routine that she's put out for us has been, um, you know... it's but You're supposed to do three sets of this exercise routine. I have done... I only managed to finish one today. She managed to do two of them. So she's done twice as much work as I have. I have not been great. Um... And hello, Sabrina. Hello. Oh, we've gone into. Just so you guys, sorry. I'm. I know I'm flitting around here on the on the podcast recording here. But those of you who are watching on Instagram Live, it's only going to last so long because my battery is only going to last so long, and I can't plug it in because I'm using the same plug for the record of the podcast. So obviously, this is going to go out on Hello Steve O podcast on iTunes and Spotify and blah blah blah. blah. Anyway. What I'm saying is, I I can probably run fast. I, no, I can definitely run faster than my girlfriend, uh, and I can run longer distances in a faster time than her. But when it comes to all these exercises of squats and uh, bear walking, I don't know if you guys have done bear walking, which is you basically are down on all fours and you, you're, but you're not on your knees and your elbows. You're on your you're on your your feet and your hands, and you have to kind of crawl fifty meters. That was one of the warm ups. I nearly puked my ring up like. Um, so that was that was the warm up, and then there were some sprints involved, and then these squats and burpees. Does anybody does anybody like burpees? It's just like, <sighs> um. So, but she did two sets while we were doing all sorts of planks and all that kind of star jumps and all that. And our daughter, fair play to her, <laughs> stands and watches us. Little two-year-old going, "Come on, daddy, you can do it." And I'm like, "Yeah, well, I don't think I can, to be honest with you." But anyway, my girlfriend was very encouraging because I was good at the sprinting and the running stuff, but all that stuff with upper body, um, body weight stuff, it's not my strength at all. And it was tough. Uh, and I'm not going to lie. I think possibly, you know, as a man, do you feel weaker? Are you are you threatened in your masculinity because your girlfriend is way fitter than you, is way closer to having a six-pack than you are? I mean, let's be honest, I'm not close at all. I'm not. I'm as close to having a six-pack as... Um, I don't know. I have no analogy there. <laughs> but I'm not close at all to having any kind of a six-pack. But even, I remember my girlfriend when she was like seven, eight months pregnant, she was able to still just do, stick her feet under the bed, hook her toes up, and just do sit-ups and bang, bang, bang them out. I've just never had that core, you know? Um, so it was tough for me today, and I was like, my legs were like jelly, and I only did one set of all the exercises that she set out, but... It's something to build on, as she said, and she was very uh, supportive. And she's like, "You're gonna, you're gonna see next week. You're gonna see improvements." So, so that's been a good part of the routine that we get up early and we do that, and um, we're out in the sun, we're out in nature, and we're we're respecting all the space and the social distancing and stuff like that. And it's 
that's not easy, but um, we're doing it. And my daughter's been amazing because she just gets on board with whatever it is that you do. And she's missing out on loads, you know. She's, um, she's you know, she's missing out on her ballet. She's missing out on her swimming and stuff like that. But she just gets on with it. Uh, and there's a lot to be learned from that, to be honest with you. I can learn a lot from that. So that was one positive thing that we were doing. We've only done the last couple of days of the exercising, but going to try and build that over the coming weeks and try to get to a point where I can finish. We're supposed to do three sets of all these circuits of burpees and star jumps and uh, planks and all this kind of stuff. Um, Finished off with some sprints. But it was good to do it, and I feel much better in my head today, and I'm more motivated to get some work done and get some writing done. And then... The other thing that I've been doing that I kind of, I seem to forget from time to time is cooking. I love cooking and I I worked in an amazing restaurant for years when I was in London, which um, is fantastic. And I'm I'm still good friends with like most of the people that I worked with then. And uh, I saw, I just kind of remembered cooking and how much I love cooking. So just messing around in the kitchen yesterday and before I know it, I cooked a lovely dinner for everybody, which I posted the pictures of on Instagram of the the spaghetti. Um, I don't know what you'd call it, but it's like a, a pasta dish. But it's really, really simple. But it was really fun to do because it's so simple. So literally those two pictures on my Instagram stories, that is how you make it. It's um, it's a hello, Rob Dunn. How are you? I'm just talking about cooking, and um, oh, the ba- this is really not going to last much longer because my uh, uh, I'm really going to um, lose my battery soon, so I'm going to have to go off Instagram Live fairly shortly. But um, I I baked yesterday, and one of my chef mates from uh, uh, from well, he's from Denmark, and he's back in Denmark, but we worked in the restaurant together in London. Gave me a lovely recipe uh, for Japanese milk bread rolls which i didn't nail for a number of reasons but they were actually still edible and they were good and i just need to make them much more fluffy and there's loads of reasons as to why that happened but that takes fucking hours to do so um so there you go i'm going to say uh sorry i'm going to say goodbye on instagram live because i know there's so many people watching here so i'm just going to read through a couple of the comments somebody say oh betsy said that she showed her kids that her kids she showed the kids the pasta dish and they said they want to make it for her. It's so simple. You literally put the raw pasta in with the garlic, the onions, the tomatoes um, and some basil, some olive oil. And then you top it up with water, but you don't fill it up too much. And you basically cook it down, leaving all the water and the juices in there. The the uh, pasta will absorb all the water and you don't have to drain it or nothing. And it's good to go. You just have to keep moving it around. So, yes, I hope you guys enjoy making that. Hello to Rob. Um, before I quickly leave, hi to Sabrina. Hi, Irish Katie 27 who says she uh, also is near the park and she's in Chap Chap Blizzard. How are you, Katie? Thanks for watching and thank you to Alison Keating as well. Uh, uh, the English. So some guy says the English Garden in Munich is much bigger. I think you're gonna have to Google that uh, because literally, I think the uh, the Phoenix Park is factually known as the biggest park in your inner city park in Europe. Maybe the English, but I don't know. Let's why don't you go Google it? Um, Irish Katie loves a Jaffa cake, lovely jubbly, and I think that's it. I'm just going to switch off the the Instagram live because my battery's going to go. Hi Jade, sorry I missed Jade there, and hi Ali. Wow, that was good crack. So I'm gonna uh, um, 
shut it off for now and keep going with the podcast. Um, but you can check out the podcast for everybody who's watching on uh, iTunes and Spotify. Hello, Steve-O Podcast. And I'll see you guys soon. Mwah. And that shared the story. There you go. Okay. Well, that was fun. Turn that off. That, um, that's funny. I've, I've never done that before, but it's definitely a different vibe in, in your... Because um, you're kind of conscious of the camera and the comments coming up and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, concentration. I don't even know what I was talking about. Yeah, the milk bread rolls. Really enjoyed making them, and there's improvements that I can make on that. And it took a long time. But there's a lot to be said for all these, in, in the time that we're in now, to be doing all these little tasks that require focus and require concentration because you forget about all the other stuff and i think we're all going to come out of this period thinking ah i spend too much time doing things that i shouldn't be doing i spend too much time on my phone i spend too much time you know blah 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 it's like why am i spending that time with my family a lot more could i work around having exercise time with my girlfriend and i don't mean just you know what i mean sexy panty time i mean like you know good time because my girlfriend loves X, like she genuinely is mad into all that stuff and she doesn't get an opportunity to do it much. So why don't we go to the park all the time and do our exercises? There's no reason why we couldn't do that. Um, it's fun and my daughter loves it as well. Um, why don't I cook more? Why don't I bake more? I've never baked, so that was my first time making bread and um, it was a really, really good thing to do, especially for the head. And I love listening to a podcast or listening to some music. I listened to music yesterday when I was... Uh, baking and you know I, I just realized how little i listen to music which is ridiculous Um, i used to listen to music so much when i was in the band and then i kind of seemed to stop listening all of a sudden and so music is a, is a free pleasure that you can have these days that you should you should be enjoying you know i should be enjoying so it's all about perspective in these things and um I think the last couple of days, and even though I'm inside most of the time, the fact that the sun is out there, that the fact that the sun is shining out there, it makes a difference to the mood, a difference to the mood, and I'm very grateful for that. Um, and it's such a cliche, but staying off the phone and staying off the social media, and I have been watching a lot less of the news because I realise that I'm just watching, looking for for numbers of you know what uh, that's going on in the world, and it's not helpful. It's not helpful to be checking in on that every second of the day or watching it come in because you start to live through what you're being fed. And it's kind of, I've realized it's kind of time to feed myself a little bit better and to 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 treat myself better so that I can look after others and, you know, be a good person to my friends and, uh, and to my family. Um, and I have started... Uh, kind of just checking in with friends and sending them a message, sending them a voice message and stuff like that and kind of just checking in with how everybody is doing. And um, yeah, it's not it's not so bad. I haven't even thought about missing the gigging now in the last few days because I've been focused on these other things because there's more to life than the work that you do. And obviously people are in very stressful and worried positions because of financial stuff and stuff like that. However, there's the whole thing of the circle of influence and the, the things that are in your circle of influence and the things that are at, outside. And, you know, we the, the sooner that we kind of accept what we can't change at the moment and we get on with what we can change, I think that's great. Um, so I suppose by default, I have come out the other side of it. Um, I have come out the other side of a little bit of a, a blip in the last few days where I do feel a bit better and um, it's because I'm doing... I feel like I'm doing less and I'm getting, I mean, I'm living my life a lot more, even though it's like in a more confined situation in space. And that's not a bad thing, you know? Um, 
it's been great. It's been great to focus on on other things. So I yeah, I loved doing the bacon and uh, really brought me back to my times in in London because I kind of forgot about cooking and I forgot about. You've, it's weird how you. I remember kind of playing football again in in London, playing five aside and six aside in in London, and then doing a seven aside league and stuff like that. And I forgot that it was something that I was good at, and that's something that I can do and I can enjoy. Because when I was playing football back in the day, it was just all about competitiveness, and you did, I didn't enjoy it as much as I should have. Um, and so that was the same for getting back to the bacon and back to the cooking. I was like, ah, oh, forget how much I enjoy this. I should be doing this all the time. Man, did I love London. I think the situation that I went through that I'm sure a lot of you know already with, you know, we had our daughter and like opportunities came up for me to be able to come back to Ireland. It was better for me to to move to Ireland and that's why I came to Ireland. But I loved London and it wasn't the best place in the world for for me to be working from or for, for me to be living with regards to my family necessarily. But, you know, it was great. I I I wasn't. I loved living in the restaurant world. I did. I genuinely loved it. And I was very proud to be part of the team that I was on and the restaurant that I was working in. That's the longest job I had that I've ever had is uh, working for that restaurant. I've never stayed in a job as long as I did there. And uh, it kind of says a lot for, for for the life that we had there. And man, you work your ass off and you don't get paid a lot, but you feel that you're part of something to a point that it doesn't become about money, it doesn't become about how rich you are or what you have or what your career trajectory is. It becomes about what what it is that you're a part of. And that was the most exciting thing about working in, in the restaurant I worked in, which was uh, called Lyle's in London. It's uh, Unfortunately, obviously, they're going through a tough time now, and I please God they do come back, but they they've had to close down. But... I think they're now the 34th best restaurant in the world. And when I started working there, they're only a few months old. And wow, man, it was such a pleasure to be part of that and surrounded by people who were just so determined to, to you know, to be the best that they could be at what they were doing. And it was uh, inspirational to be a part of. And I'm so I was I gigged in London recently and I. Uh, and I had a couple of nights out with uh, my friends from there and it was just great to catch up and. They're still in the game, you know, and I kind of do miss a lot of elements to it. The camaraderie, the kind of... I worked in the kitchen for a little bit as well, and, you know, you feel like you're pirates running a ship when you work in the kitchen. It's like it's tough going, but you realize that you're not made of glass. I remember, you know, easily working 18-hour shifts, easily. And just, you think that you're so exhausted, but actually you can keep going and push through because you don't want to let your mates down. You have to... You have to get your mates back and you have to get things done so you don't let anybody down and there was a point where I worked in the kitchen that I had the most sat one of the most satisfying points in my in my in my life really where I really felt I had a sense of meaning because I asked chef could I go work in the kitchen and I did for months for free because obviously I wasn't a chef and he wasn't you know I was getting to learn all this amazing stuff and like it was my, pr- it was the biggest pride ever when when I was allowed to do a, uh, when I was allowed to do one of the dishes during a dinner service once, and I did the, the pumpkin and whey butter sauce with chestnut, and ah oh man, it was, I was so like, proud to have been able to work up to a point where I was trusted with that, and uh, 
But I remember, like, some sometimes I'd just be out the back for hours doing one menial job. Like, it could be picking picking thyme leaves off the stalks, you know. You could be doing that for hours. Or one night we had an event coming up and Chef had forgot to prepare for it. And it was an event where we had to go and it was a charity event, but we had to go and um, we had to make lamb sliders. So these little lamb burger buns, basically. But we smoked the lamb. It was gorgeous and... Um, but he realized he hadn't, the event was the next day. We had to cook 500 of them and he had nothing prepared. So one evening I thought I was going to be on, on the pass doing a dish and he was like, uh, Steve, we need to get going on this thing for this event for tomorrow, which I ended up cooking at and uh, working at as well. And uh, we, we, we smashed out 500 lamb sliders the next day. But that meant I had to spend the whole evening beforehand cutting green tomatoes. Now, you can imagine how long that takes to cut for five hundred burgers or whatever, and just with a t- with a with a small like uh, tomato knife, I had to cut through because they had to be cut a certain way. Ah, and oh, they were pickled as well. That was the thing. So you had this big massive gastro that I had to stack all these uh, tomatoes into, and then we had to fill it full of vinegar to kind of pickle them for the next day. But I was there for like, I think it was there four hours slicing tomatoes on my own out the back. And uh, it's obviously like, oh, there goes Stacy. <laughs> it's obviously, um, on one level, it can be soul destroying when you think about it because you're like, I'm just here, what am I doing in my life? I'm just here cutting tomatoes. But the satisfaction at the end of it, having filled that gastro full of tomatoes and saying to, and chef going, nice and Steve, oh, now we need to do this. And you just feel that you, you, a real sense of having meaning in what you were doing. Because the next day you're smashing out those sliders, you're cutting the buns, and you, you know you've smoked all that all that mince. And I was I was cooking the the burgers then at the event, and then he uh, chef was putting them together and passed them on, and you know people are going, "Ooh, these are amazing!" Like the sense of satisfaction of that, I can't put. I don't think I can I can describe it. But there was a real sense of meaning because I've done work before where I, you know, I've been in jobs where I don't have a sense of meaning. Like I I worked on, I'm looking at the builders across the way doing this extension across the road. And I did not have that same sense when I was a carpenter, an apprentice carpenter, which is kind of ironic because you do see the end result of what you've made when you're a carpenter. But there was something about it that I never clicked with it. But with food, it was different. Man, if I was to start it all again, if I was to drop out of school again, I should have gone into a kitchen. A good kitchen and chef. But the sense of satisfaction when you've made something that tastes and like that you're feeding people, there's an amazing sense of real meaning and real kind of like, yeah, I did a good job there. And I do get that from comedy as well. Absolutely. Because you are kind of feeding people in a sense and it is good. It is a good feeling to make people laugh and it is a good uh, sense of, you do have a good sense of job satisfaction from doing that. Um, and Bento, which is his name, well, Bent is his name, <laughs> from Denmark, he was uh, in the kitchen at the time that that I started working in there, and uh, I remember the first day that we did, so Bento, sorry, is the guy that gave me the recipe for the Japanese milk buns, bread buns, which I just did yesterday, I'm going to do more today to make it better, but Bento um, was like... Uh, he was like, um, he's such a good guy. Everybody in there was good at teaching me. to. Like, I remember Chef spending four or five hours with me the first day where we had a full 
um, a full lamb. Uh, a carcass is the wrong word. It's the, you know, a full lamb, basically. And we had to break it down. We had to cut it down and do the butchery on it. And, you know, he spent hours teaching me that. And Bent was always great at teaching me as well, as he was the, there through his messaging and teaching me how to bake these Japanese milk bread buns. But I remember when uh, Bento and I were on staff food one day, because you cook staff food for the rest of the restaurant every day, and he was like, what will we make? And I was like, let's just make burgers and chips. And he was like, yeah, let's do it. And there was such uh, joy in doing it. And I remember he made some fancy kind of pastes to put on the burgers to give it a bit more flavor. And um, and I did the chips, and we did them twice, cooked chips and drained them, put them back off again. But I'll never forget, I'll never forget, because you got to understand, this is like a Michelin-starred restaurant that... Um, you know, it's, as I said, one of the best restaurants in the world. People are like, all of us that work there, we're all super critical of of everything, you know, because, you know, we've got palates that we're tasting the food all the time. We're deciding what's good, what's not good. We're checking the wine all the time, we're checking the coffee all the time. But we just made burgers and chips that day and we sat down and uh, I'll never forget. You know, it sounds sappy, but I'll never forget there must have been 20, 30 people that we made burgers and chips for, everybody sitting down, having dinner together about five o'clock before the restaurant opens for dinner service, and there was silence. It was just the sound of people chewing and the peop- sound of people eating. And I, I know it sounds sappy, but I swear to God, I nearly burst into tears because I really felt a sense of like, ah, oh, this, what I did this afternoon, the work that I put in, the hours it took to peel all those potatoes and and chop them up to feed the 30 people doing the burgers and, you know, from scratch, everything's from scratch, like grinding down the mince and um, and doing all that, cooking away to a, to a bunch of people that you know if something's shit, they're going to say it's shit. But the sense of satisfaction when you just hear that silence and people are feeding themselves because of what you did, ah, the sense of satisfaction in that was like through the roof. I don't think I've ever felt a sense of satisfaction in a job like that. And all I did was cook staff food. And I wasn't getting paid at that time. I did get to a point where I finally was getting paid. But I wasn't getting paid. I was just basically volunteering to learn till I get to the point where they go, okay, he's good enough. Let's let him into the kitchen now and pay him and all that. So it was... Um, yeah, it was great. So I, I just realized what I, you know, I, so even at home when I when I made the bread and my daughter was, you know, it wasn't as good as it could be and I, I'm going to learn how to make it better and kind of try to play around with a few other bits and pieces. But, you know, my daughter runs this morning downstairs because she knows daddy's made bread and she's like, I love, my favorite bread is dada's bread. And that sense of satisfaction when you make something or you give of yourself to somebody else was just like, it's, it's hard to hard to and it's not that's not why you do it either you know you i don't think you do it so that if you if you know what i'm saying i'm trying i don't know if i'm um uh if i'm enunciating not enunciating if i'm articulating this correctly but i'm saying that you know you do your best with the task in hand in front of you and when other people get it when they like what you did it gives you a real sense of meaning in the world. I, I don't know if I'm really articulating that really well, but and you don't do it for the praise, you know? You don't do it so people will go, oh, you're great. And sometimes maybe with comedy, I do need to think a bit more like that. And I do need to think a bit more like, um, it's not about going, oh, you're great. It's like we had a great time together. 
And most of the time, I think I'm like that. When somebody comes up to you after a gig and go, oh, man, you're deadly. That was great. I always say, like, yeah, we had great fun, didn't we? Because it's we, you know? I'm kind of just, you know, I completely am reliant on the audience. I'm completely reliant on the on the vibe of the room on that evening. And I completely see it as a as a as a vocation to kind of go what can we do together and what can I give you guys so that we have a great so that we get fed nearly if that makes any sense and that's what this period has given me a little bit a a period of being able to think about that kind of stuff and being able to think about um, I don't know if you want to say to think about meaning but I think it does uh, a time like this does make you focus on what is the point of stuff you know and there's been a huge sense and I'm sure there will be a huge sense for people of I've lost a lot of things or what is the point of getting up in the morning or what is the point of of life which is fair because what's happened is is the whole world has been shaken and we're all kind of going Ooh. what is my existence what is my meaning within all of this and i think there's a way there's, there is a way to flip it on its head and kind of go actually we can see how fragile the whole world is so how do we find the meaning within what it is that we have now and what we have now is the basics is we have each other we have the connection with each other we have our friends we have our family and there's very little that we can do for each other except the basics of kind of going what can i give you you know and nobody nowadays is doing something for their neighbor or their friends because they want something back it's it's kind of because we have something to give to other people so if it's a podcast or if it's a phone call to your mate if it's baking some bread some friend sent around some bread that they made the other day all these little things kind of give you meaning in life by by doing what it is that you're good at and kind of giving it away that's what i've kind of been learning in the last week for myself because for myself, I get caught up all the time and thinking about what is the point? What is my, and it, this sounds horrible and I hate saying it out loud, but what is the point of my, you know, where's my career at and all that kind of shit. And it's very hard to, to, to not think about career or fi- finances and stuff like that when you when you have a family that are reliant on you. Like you've got to feed other people, you have responsibilities. It's hard not to think in that way, but but then again, it's like, it's really made me kind of center back and go, well, why is it that you that you f- want to be a comedian? Or why is it that you are a comedian? And why is it that funny is so important to you? And why is it that silly is so important to you? And really asking those questions and going, oh, yeah, because when I'm doing it, I can change a room, you know? I can change somebody's mood. I can, you can feed them something different in the same way that, you know, you give somebody a bit of bread one day and you give them a different bit of bread the next day, you're giving them a different flavor, you're giving them a different experience and you're giving them a different perspective on the world. And that's a cool way to live. And we all have that. It's not just comedians. We all have that on some level. 
my girlfriend like is so into into the fitness as i was saying earlier on and she had that to give to me today to keep me going to motivate me to kind of go no here's what you should be doing here's the exercise that you should do and this is hurting here and your legs are wobbly now but that's because um such and such is happening in your body and you've worked this and you've worked that and that's something that she can give me and she's genuinely giving me a high five and a hug after is going well done you did a good job when i feel kind of like shit because i'm kind of going she's smashed me out of the, the water here but she just gives it away you know and we all have something it can be it can be anything it can be hospitality it can be you know the way that you make people laugh or the way that you you chat with people or the way that you connect with people or um and there's no bullshit of like you know well i'm not an artist i'm not a creative person like everybody's creative on some level you know what i mean Drug dealers are creative. They're the most creative people out there because they have to create a way to not get caught but still make money. Everybody's creative. Interesting analogy, Stephen. <laughs> Seagulls are creative, the bastards. But anyway, that's what kind of I've been thinking on and meditating on a little bit. And Dublin's doing all right. As I'm looking out the window, the sky is back blue again. My neighbor stays. He just walked by after laughing at me on Instagram Live. But that's it for me for the moment. I think I'll just give you a little a little chat, a little thought for the day. Not much of a laugh. I don't know if it was that funny, but it did have to be funny all the time. I'm just looking at some more post-its on the walls. Have I anything else for you? I just have home and away written there. <laughs> And plus loads of other stuff that I'm not going to read out. But anyway, thanks for saying hello on Instagram Live. It was great to see you all. Maybe I'll do it again on the Instagram Live. I probably should charge my phone battery better. Um, Please do share the podcast. It's back. I'm back doing it. Um, I didn't think I would be, but I'm back doing it. So if you are listening to it, please share with other people on your social media. Tell one friend about it. Um, And... uh, you know, when all this does pass over, I will be back doing gigs and I can't wait to be doing back gigs again. But I'll see you on the road somewhere. I'll see you at a gig somewhere. Meanwhile, I'll be here baking, writing a show, cooking, exercising, watching Toy Story again. Oh, my daughter's addicted to Sonic the Hedgehog, the new movie. Oh, it's so good. Check that out. But yeah, if you're listening to the show, if you're enjoying this, please do share it, subscribe. If you're on iTunes, give it the five stars, give it a good review. Um, if you're on Spotify, I don't know what, what positive things you can do on Spotify, but do do that. Share it, tell people about it and say hello. Send me a message on Instagram and um, let me know what you guys are up to. What are you guys up to for your routine? What are you doing? over the course of this interesting period. How are you finding your routine? What do you find is helpful to getting through the day? Or what's the thing that you like to focus on that really means you kind of go, wow, I really got lost there. I have no idea how much time has gone. Ah, those things are the best. I think we sometimes we forgot about them and the busy, mad world that we had. Well, let's get back to some of that. Anyway, at HelloStevo on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. And um, yeah, Shout out to all the people who said hello. 
give us a like or give us a share or tell people about it share me on facebook Stephen mullen comedy on facebook yeah tell people about the podcast if you're enjoying it tell one person tell one person about it i will chat to you i don't know when because he's going to come out when i feel like it i think i don't know if i'll do them every day maybe i should maybe i should anyway happy i don't even know what day it is <laughs> happy whatever day it is have a good day thanks for listen- listening to the show listening <laughs> thanks for listening to the show Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.